You spend much of the football offseason waiting for a weekend like this one. For Dave Dorn and the recruiting staff, it's time to earn that money, baby. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. This is Kenton Gibbs. And Kenton, we have a colossal, colossal recruiting weekend for football beginning today on Friday and all throughout uh, the rest of the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We have a couple uh, a couple guys that have already committed to the program, but obviously are still taking their official visits, which is a very crucial part to this process as it is sort of, you know, a re- reaffirming that commitment to the guys that maybe have not spent a whole lot of time, uh, you know, in the program, on campus, seeing the facilities, very crucial. But we're mostly excited here to talk about the these prospects, these high-level in-state wide receiver, athlete, interior lineman prospects. And, you know, we've talked about the importance of NC State's, you know, getting their money up when it comes to football recruiting because they were shockingly low on that list that we showed, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago. This is the kind of weekends that we were referring to and why it's so important to get that money up, get that effort up, get that, spending up all the bells and whistles have to come out for a weekend like this one Kenton how important is it for you know with these high level guys coming in that we get it done on some level this weekend yeah I I feel like this is a a very important uh weekend because I'm going to tell you this and at least how I understand it when you know that a guy is like close to committing or on the verge this is where you bring them during the summer with other guys who are already committed. And that's what's happening here um, in terms of, you know, um, having him come in or having the players who are coming in with uh, a mix of some recruits that are committed as well. Uh, But this is, this is for different players, official visits mean different things. Some players, they know where, where they want to go already and official ain't going to change their mind one way or the other. Other players are like, this is, I look at my career as the movie and the official visit is the trailer. What do I see? Is this intriguing enough? Am I seeing enough that makes me want to fall in love with this university, commit to the staff, commit to playing here? So it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to see. Um, And for some players, like for me, I wasn't as I, I, my mother was always working and whatnot. and, And, you know, I love my mother dearly. I know that she's listening to the show right now. She was a single mother of four, so she didn't have the time to uh, come on my visit with me. But a lot of folks say that uh, in most houses, if you went over mom, you, you've got the player. So we'll see uh, how that goes in terms of families coming on the uh, official visits as well, because it's not just about treating the player right. Nine times out of ten, if their family is with them, it's about treating the family right as well. I remember the players uh, that I came on my official visit with 
and and it was it was a great time. Uh, it was a bunch of guys who were already committed for the most part. And I want to say I was one of two guys that was uncommitted on my official visit weekend. And um, it, it's always a great time. And, and, you know, it's all about making these players, learning who these players are and all that, that groundwork should already been laid. When you bring them on an official visit, you should be giving them everything that they want in spades to show them, hey, we really are interested in you. We've studied you. We know what you like. We've given it to you. And on top of that, we're doing everything we can now that you're here to uh, assure your family that you're in good hands. Absolutely. So a couple of these guys I've already mentioned um, that are committed to the program. Of course, these are guys like Cedric Bailey Jr., quarterback from Florida, Jaden Scott, who committed just this past April, three-star running back from Georgia with a high upside, Brody Barnhart, I believe free safety committed just recently, Asad Brown, uh, defensive uh, secondary committed to Wolfpack just this past spring. So a couple of names you've probably seen somewhat recently on Twitter, taking their official visits. Uh, but of course, the the bigger, I guess, fish in the pond, you could say, um, especially on this graphic we're showing here, they go by the names of Terrell Anderson, Jonathan Paler, and Alex Taylor, three of the big names that are going to be here on campus this weekend. Just quick diagnosis here. Um, Jonathan Paler is kind of, he's Listed as an athlete, play a little bit of running back, play a little bit of wide receiver. It just speaks to the playmaking ability that Paler has. Um, so it's it's crucial to get a guy like him on campus this weekend. Uh, I believe right now his crystal ball says South Carolina, but it, a super impactful weekend like this one could make the difference in swaying him to come to Raleigh. And the other two, Alex Taylor and Terrell Anderson, actually teammates at Grimsley High School in Greensboro. Both of these guys, high-level wide receiver names, and to be in competition with schools like Tennessee, Michigan, UNC, Penn State, for guys like this, this is where it is imperative for NC State to begin to start winning these battles. That is how you put up that picket fence in the state of North Carolina to keep this talent here. This is a weekend where Dave Dorn and the, the the coaching staff, you know, the Joker Phillips, the, the coach 2J, this is where you earn that paycheck. Of course, yes, I understand a lot of that is winning the games in the fall, but yeah. the recruiting trail is equally as important nearly. But, and, and this and weekend – go ahead. Can I, can I say this? That part of winning the games is about getting these players. That's, that's what goes into uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Part of winning the games, exactly. I say it all the time, it's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's, man. It doesn't matter how great your scheme is or whatever the case may be, how great your player development is. You will always have a ceiling if you're not winning the battles for the top guys. That's that's just the reality. That's just the reality. When you start winning the battles for those top guys, you unlock the ceiling to a different level. If we look at Clemson, when they were just pulling the best players out of their state and the best players out of North Carolina and keeping that down packed, they were good. But when they could pull from anywhere, the top guys, that's when it became like, all right, that's, that's a serious thing. It's not about your, nobody's system is that great that you could survive mediocre players. Nobody. I'm sorry. I, I, none of you are doing anything. There's only so many things that you can do with the 11 bodies on the field with the 11 players on the field that that disguise and, and cover up certain players' weaknesses to the point where it's like, all right, this player is just better than that one, and you've got to live with that. So, 
you know, that's part winning in the, the recruiting battles go into winning the games. But go ahead, Chris. Absolutely. And like, and we've said this a lot before, but something NC State really prides itself on is player development. And that's all fine and dandy. But the opportunity to land players like an Alex Taylor, a Jonathan Paler, a Terrell Anderson, that can make a world of difference in recruiting, in player development, in the, the, the end product you see on the field uh, in the fall. These are names that NC State has got to find a way to land one way or another. Again, these high-level four-star wide receiver guys, you know, this this has the potential to be as an important of uh, recruiting classes as like a 2018-2019 when you saw the likes of Savion Jackson and mm-hmm. Drake Thomas, Peyton Wilson, those type yeah. of classes that were, you know, hovering on the ranks in the nation, like the 28-26 close to the top 25 classes in the nation, NC State has to find that way to get more consistent in that range and then higher than that. Because, you know, like we've mentioned before, raising that floor of an eight to nine win season, this is how you do this. You go out and you get these dogs. You build that fence up so high that your dogs can't jump the fence and get away from you. This is where you get it done. That is how important this weekend is and you start and it's all a snowball effect you win weekends like this yeah you win these types of players and then next thing you know you win more games right and then when you win more games you win more recruiting battles because you won the games because you won the original recruiting battles. let me ask you this do you think and this is not a knock against the coaches this is not to say oh you all have failed in the recruiting show do you think they lose Noah rogers if they're coming off back-to-back 10 11 game seasons 10 11 win seasons you think absolutely they do? not <laughs> The, the young man grew up right down the street from NC State. And, and you think that they lose yeah, him so, to Ohio State if they're back-to-back to guys, These three guys, the Terrell Anderson, Alex Taylor, both of them are from Greensboro. Jonathan Paylor's from Burlington. Three guys right an hour away from campus here. You have to get them to commit to stay home. It builds that reputation with all these other high-level guys that are going to come up through the ranks. It's just... You, you cannot stress how important a weekend like this is for the program. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So in this next segment, Kenton, I'm going to try to have you recant your official visit and what kind of made it or broke it for you. I want to hear how that went for you and how that could kind of give us an inside perspective of how these players coming in this weekend uh, may be feeling. But Our sponsor for today is Bird Dogs. As I mentioned several times on here before, summer's here, y'all, and you have to be looking your absolute best. You do that with Bird Dogs. You need to get your hands on these stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the leg and thigh, giving you a truly sculpted look this summer. They're very similar to like a Lululemon type short, but they fit even better. That comfortability is not something you can compromise on. So when you're going out this summer, you're going on vacation, you're going to the beach, you're going to games, maybe you're seeing some Major League Baseball games, you're heading out to some spring practice, or not spring, summer and fall practices when they become uh, open to the public. you got to be looking your absolute best, and you do this with Bird Dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash college for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. 
So, Kent, in the second segment, as I mentioned, I want to have you recall your official visit way back when, not to make both of us feel old as we are the same age here, but walk us back through your official visit to NC State. Was this 2013? Yeah, it was 2013. Yeah, it was uh, It was in the winter uh, of 2013. Um, I had just, I was just coming off of the second state championship at Cass Tech. Um, I remember I was originally committed to go to Illinois, but I told the story before about, uh, they, the defensive line coach from there who was leaving and his grandkids told me. And so I was looking for a new place to be. And, um, I was actually thinking it was going to be another red and white team that, that, uh, was in Adidas and they're now an Under Armour team. I thought it was going to be Wisconsin where, where I was uh, going to end up at, but then Brett Bielema left there. And uh, so I was thinking to myself, like, you know, it was between uh, pretty much Wisconsin, Illinois and NC state. And um, on the official visit, like I said, I came by myself um, because my, my family was busy, you know, they work school, all that type of stuff. And um, I remember uh, my the person who was my my get my guide or host for the weekend was Art Norman. By the way, shout out to Art. He he's been on this podcast before. If you're one of the true fans, who's the first guest that I ever had on this podcast. Art and I are still great friends to this day, and I'm actually going to see him. He lives up in Virginia now. Going to see him this weekend. Uh, but with that being said, um, I remember Art Norman and uh, Thomas Till were were two guys that I had met. Uh, spent time with uh, on my official visit and uh, you know we just we just kind of kicked it um, we played card games and all that and and you know had uh, they threw a party and, and it was it was pretty live and all that good stuff uh, but mainly just seeing the campus um, and and it was actually my first time having cookout as well first time having cookout that was one of the highlights um, of of my official visit Fun fact, I'm not a huge cookout guy. I like cookout. Don't get me wrong. Not a huge cookout guy, but I was like, wait, they give you all this for $5? That was one of the moments where I was like, all right, I'm fairly certain this is where I want to be. And Coach Falk, who recruited me at Wisconsin, was also recruiting me here. Um, so that was another thing that that really went uh, went well and, and worked out because Coach Falk and I already had a great relationship at that time. Um, and, yeah, I just saw uh, different parts of the school and, and all that good stuff, and I was around – and uh, seeing the facilities, seeing the locker room, seeing everything. Um, because up until that point, I don't think I'd ever seen NC State's campus um, in person. So it was – that was – my my visit was a little different from most folks because normally you take visits and, you know, when you're, you're in school playing ball and all that, you take unofficial visits and all that. But my official visit was really a make or break because I needed to know that, like, there were uh, good things going on here, that I messed with the guys here, and that um, – this was a good place to be. And, and again, like I said, our Norman and I are still great friends to this day. Um, you know, that is, that is my brother. That is a guy that I want in my foxhole with me. And and he's a guy that I can call if I'm in a bad way with some worse people, or if I'm celebrating the highest of climbing the highest of mountains, uh, Art Norman is a guy I can call for that and, and set vice versa. Uh, but yeah, that, that was pretty much my official visit. I don't think there was any one moment uh, that made me say like, this is it. It was more so a culmination of feeling like this is a family and not only is this a family, but these guys are committed to winning the championship. Um, so another fun fact about me, I don't have any class rings, any, I don't have one from high school. I don't have one from college. I never believed in it. I felt like if I didn't win a, 
a championship at any school I was at, any type of championship uh, my senior year, then I had failed as a leader, which means I didn't deserve a ring. And so um, I needed to know that these guys were serious about winning a championship. And uh, Coach Doran and his staff did a good enough job of convincing me of that to where I was like, all right, there's a group of guys I want to rock with. So talk, can you talk about like your connection with Coach Doran and the staff? What what do you say like ultimately won you over in the conversations you were having on the visit, maybe post-visit, pre-visit? What what kind of really sold you to commit to Coach Dorn? Uh Coach Falk. Coach Falk is a great dude. Me and him are now uh fraternity brothers. He's also a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, he he was just a great dude. He was very genuine, very down to earth, and, and you know, I, I was very big on that. That was like super important to me. Um, and Coach Dorn was about winning. I'm I'm about winning. I uh I have had to learn in retirement. I've had to intentionally do things that I'm bad at so I can learn to be better at losing and be okay with not winning all the time. Uh, because it's it's a little problematic, right? I was that friend that was great at Monopoly. For those of you who don't know, being great at Monopoly is not a good thing. If you're listening to this saying you're also great at Monopoly, that's not good. Seek help. Go to therapy. I did it. You can too. It'll be good for you. But um, they were about winning. Doran was about championships. I'm about championships. That was that was what I was about. That was that was my entire personality. That was my entire life at that time. My, my entire life at that time was the single-minded pursuit of excellence, of greatness, of leaving uh, marks in history books. And, and me and Doran shared that uh, in common. That's what he said he was about. That's what the staff said they were about. And, and he had a track record um, at Wisconsin and at, uh, at Northern Illinois to show like, hey, I've done this. I've done this winning thing at a high level. And I'm if you're part of my first recruiting class, you'll be one of the guys that got to say that you laid a foundation and won a championship here. And also um, this place reminded me a lot of my high school a lot in that NC State had always put great individuals into the league, just like Cast Tech has always had All-Americans, has always had great individuals, but they could never bring it together to win the championship. And uh, I thought that, like, it, it for me, I saw it as, like, the same type of deal. Winning the first ever state championship in the history of the city in terms of Division I, uh, winning the first ever state championship at Cast Tech was, like, it meant the world to the alumni, it meant the world to the city. And I wanted that same thing for Raleigh. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Those of you who know me know my story. I tore both of my Achilles and my bicep. So the mind was willing, the body wasn't able. Uh, but if you ask any of the coaches, that was that was what I gave my heart to because, again, Doran and I were very kindred spirits and that winning was all that mattered. Winning was the only thing that mattered to me. Um, I didn't care about anything else and he didn't either. And that was, that was it. That was what I wanted. That was like, I'm like, hey, we're going to win some rings and we're going to have a great time. We're going to walk out of here with a fistful of rings and we'll be the team that people look back at and say, um, this was the first team to bring NC State a championship in, uh, in you know, basketball, football, baseball since the 90s or early 90s or whenever that was. They'll look back at us and say that. That didn't work out, uh, but I promise you, Wolfpack Nation, I gave every single thing, every single iota of energy I had to it until I couldn't anymore. Yeah, me and Doran agreed on the 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 single-minded pursuit of winning. Uh, and Coach Falk was in on that as well. And so, uh, yeah, Coach Hux, who was the defensive coordinator at that time, we were all just very much so, you know, talking ball, talking about what it feels like to win and all that. And that's, that's what won me over. So then, okay, so last point here. 
Now, fast forward here 10 years later, summer of 2023. How does how does Coach Dorn approach a sales pitch for these three guys this weekend? How does how does NC State land potentially, I guess, any of these humongous wide receiver recruits? What is what do you anticipate the sales pitch is in 2023? Well, I think it's all about KYP. Know your personnel. You got to know who you're selling to, right? When you know who you're selling to, you know how to effectively sell. I'm a recruiter. I sell things to people all day. I sell people on the on wanting to get a job. I sell a company on a candidate, all that good stuff. But you got to know who you're selling to and what you're selling, right? Like we know what we're selling. We know that we're saying, hey, come to NC State. This will be a great experience. You'll grow as a man. You'll grow as a player. You'll do all the things, whatever, whatever. How, how does that young man want to grow? What does that young man want, right? If that young man is saying, I want to be um, – the greatest wide receiver to ever step foot on the field. Okay, great. Tell them about the other great wide receivers that Joker Phillips has grouped. Tell them about the the uh, other NFL players that NC State has put out at the wide receiver position and tell them about how, you know, this is a situation where you could be starting something great, starting a chain of great wide receivers coming in here if, if he's about legacy, right? If they're about, hey, I want to be uh, – football is something that I do that I'm great at, but I – I want to be prepared for life beyond football. Yes, going to the NFL would be great. I want to be an excellent en- engineer. Well, that's great to hear too. NC State is a research one institute with one of the most prestigious in- um, engineering programs in the nation. So, you know, you got to know who you're talking to and how to sell them on what they and what they want. And then from there, you develop the pitch. If somebody's big on feeling like they're a part of a family, you know, hey, we're a family here, man. We everything that we do, even when you're done playing at NC State. Our alumni base, our alumni network, you will always be able to come back. You will always be able to use the facility, whatever the case may be. You know, um, there are still players who have great relationships with the coaches, even after they their years done playing. Even if you're not a star player and all that, this is truly a family. You know, whatever you've got to know who you're selling and what they want and sell them on that. Absolutely. So. Again, wrapping up this just conversation on this hum- hu- hu- wow, humongous, monumental uh, official visit weekend, we got to find a way to bring them home, man. We we have to find a way to keep them in state. So we're going to anxiously wait. We're going to have to see how this weekend goes. But these are the types of players that NC State has to find a way to reel in in order to continue to raise that floor. Uh, for the program moving forward. Last segment here, we're going to be talking about a humongous basketball opportunity announced today for Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack after a quick word from our sponsors. So last segment here on a Friday. Uh, on, this came on, across Grayson, a little Grayson, bit. We're, you know, we're, we're going uh, to get humongous mental into the uh, Webster Dictionary just for you. I know that you were combining the two oh, words there for God. a second. It's, we're it's going to get it. We're going to get it in the Webster Dictionary. No, it's not a word. It's not a word. We're going to get it into the Webster Dictionary for you. Language is malleable, people. And things that aren't in the dictionary. Humongamental is going in the dictionary. We're starting it because of Grayson Boone. We're going to get it in the dictionary. But proceed talking about this huge neutral site game for men's basketball. Listen, man, it is both humongous and monumental. It's It's a humongamental game. It's a humongamental game. Thursday evening here, this came across a humongous opportunity. I said it right that time. Humongous opportunity for Kevin Keats and men's hoops 
this coming December as they're going to be facing off with the Tennessee Volunteers uh, down in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. My only kind of gripe here with this opportunity is that it is in San Antonio, which is yeah. a bit of a hike for both uh, NC State and Tennessee fans. I, I do wish this was a little bit closer to so be a little bit uh, you know, more feasible to commute to, but this is a big deal. And I hope, I hope folks understand how big a deal this is because, you know, in years past when we found ourselves at or around the bubble, our resume always gets brought into the conversation. And with that brings your out of conference schedule, your quadrant records. You get what I'm saying here. Scheduling an out of conference game here with Tennessee who has been a, a national power here in basketball the last couple of years is a big deal. It's a humongous, it, it will be a quad one opportunity for NC state. And at that point of the year, uh, December 16th, that's a big time show me moment for this new team that Keith has assembled here. All these new pieces, you know, they're still be looking for ways to gel this team with the chemistry, getting it done on the court. What better way than to play one of the top teams in the country in the last five years in Tennessee? This is a humongous chance to, I guess you could say, raise the floor of Kevin Keats's program. Um, But, Kenton, how excited are you to see the Vols on the hardwood this December? I'm excited to see a DJ Burns revenge game. He put the hard eyes all over this thing. He Big fella's ready to roll. I'm excited when he's excited. This young man is ready to do great things against the team that it didn't necessarily work out for with him earlier. And boy, I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see it. Oh, but no, seriously, like you said, it's a quad one game. This is a serious uh, moment where you can you can greatly improve your your chances of getting into the tournament and all that. And I I don't think that this team will be a bubble team next year. Uh, But with that being said, just in case, it's never bad to have good wins on your resume. Uh, so, and also I'm a firm believer that iron sharpens iron. I don't think that, you know, you get better by playing a bunch of cupcakes, especially when you put a team together that has to learn to jail quickly, throw them into the fire and they'll, they'll find ways to figure it out. And this is a, in the fire type of game. Yeah. So tremendous opportunity, very excited at the, you know, the, the idea of playing Tennessee earlier in the season, uh, when we have a new team with a lot of new pieces. So that was, that was, it's a good sign. I think of what's to come for, you know, a very ambitious basketball season here in 23, 24, but that's going to do it for us here this week. And for this Friday, Kenton, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, I'm just, again, I, I hope that all these young men enjoy their official visit. You know, I, I hope that they uh, end up with the pack, but even if not, I hope that, uh, you know, the recruiting staff and whatnot put on a, a wonderful uh wonderful weekend for them it's it's all about these guys and being recruited and being loved on this weekend so i hope that they feel that love and, and passion uh this weekend and uh, as far as men's hoops in tennessee man what a time what a game what a moment that's probably going to be primetime tv as well i'm excited for it. absolutely you you can bet i'll be tuned in for that one but Folks, thank you again, as always, for tuning in for another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. We greatly appreciate all the support we've been getting recently, both on Twitter and personal messages. We absolutely thank you guys so much for tuning in and giving us a listen. Continue to drop those likes. Continue to drop those comments. 
tweet at us, DM us, let us know what you're thinking, let us know what you're feeling, and most importantly, mash that subscribe button as we continue to grow this thing and connect with more of y'all as we talk what we love to do, NC State Sports. So peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. Go Pack.